0: Welcome to another episode of The Case Files of Eddie James. The exciting new show within a show that gives you, the listener, both a thrilling mystery and a peek into the world behind the scenes. Brought to you by Bizzo Soap, the versatile soap that can't be beat for dishes, gets your white sparkling white, keeps the colors of the rest of your laundry at their brand new brilliance, and yet is gentle enough for washing your hands and face. One soap for so many uses, which saves the savvy housewife time and money. Bizzo soap for the bizzo busy woman. The cast and crew of The Case Files of Eddie James are having a difficult day. A rare thunderstorm has knocked out power for all of Hollywood. While they wait for the electricity to come back on, they decide to tackle their fan mail, which has been pouring in as fast as the rain outside.
1: Gee, listen to that. I haven't heard a storm like that since I moved to Los Angeles. Think we'll get the power back in time to record today?
0: Ah, sure. Can't have the entertainment capital of the world docked for too long. Hey hey Lorraine, pass me some of them photos to sign.
2: Here you go. Thank you, Phil, for snagging the last of the chairs here in the lobby. Trying to read this fan mail in the studio would have been a little difficult. You're welcome.
3: You have such a way with understating the obvious, Lorraine. We wouldn't have been able to see a thing in the studio. No
4: windows.
5: (laughs) And you have a way with overstating the obvious, Russ.
4: Hey, everyone. Listen to this letter to the cast of the Case Files of Eddie James. I just want to thank all of you for your fine show. I was blinded in the war. Radio is my favorite source of entertainment, and your show is my very favorite on radio. I can see all of you. How you're dressed, where you are, in every episode. I don't know if you smoke a pipe, Mr. Fuller, but every time I hear you playing a stuffed shirt, I imagine you have a pipe in your hand. Miss Johnson, you have blonde curls. They're as vivid to me as if I could actually see them. And Mr. Banks, as Eddie James, You're never without a gray fedora and a gold pocket watch in your vest pocket. If I've gotten any of this wrong, please don't correct me. I love my little fantasy world just the way it is. I don't know if you accept requests, but if you do, I would love to hear a mystery about a carnival. Thanks again and keep up the good work. Sincerely, Sergeant David C. Anderson, U.S. Army Retired,
6: Whittier, California. He got the blonde curls right anyway. What a beautiful letter. It actually made me cry.
1: Me too. Oh, at the same time, it's so nice to know that we make people feel good. Makes the whole thing worth it, you know?
0: Yeah, I do know. Uh, is there any chance we could do an episode about a carnival, Roboida? I'll answer that.
6: Yes. We have the next couple of scripts all ready to go, but I think we could conjure up something involving a carnival after those two. Ooh,
3: a carnival! I do love the gay sounds and colors of a midway, the smell of cotton candy, the thrill of a roller coaster. (laughs) Ooh, who would be the victim in such a place?
6: Say, that's a good idea. Why don't you all help us write the script? I've got paper and pen right here so I can take notes. So... Who would be murdered at a carnival?
0: Oh, geez, almost anybody. Ooh,
4: maybe we should decide if it's a carnival employee or a patron first.
6: Good idea.
4: Hey, what if it's a whole spy thing and, and someone gets murdered on the roller coaster or something by someone trying to get the secret he's
2: supposed to be passing along? Mm,
6: fun idea, but spies are a federal issue, not local. I'd prefer to keep it local.
2: How about a local gang instead of spies? I know hiding the loot and finding it years later has been done a lot, but I don't know if I've ever heard it done at a carnival. I think you might have something there, Lorraine. Oh, how
5: about this? Uh, a man has served time for a robbery. Uh, on the day he's let out, he goes to, uh, say, Beverly Park or, or maybe even the alligator farm. He just wants to be out in the fresh air, have a little fun, and as luck would have it, he runs into some of his former fellow gang members. They knew they'd find him there. It was always his favorite place to go before he was put away. And, and oh, here's the twist. The newly free man doesn't have the slightest idea where the loot is. One of the others he meets does. Uh, The one who knows, afraid he'll reveal the truth to the others, kills the jailbird, and makes it look like someone else did it to get the secret. Ah,
3: what a wonderful idea, Phil. Truly marvelous. (laughs) Oh, I'm already chomping at the bit to tackle that case
0: i really hate to say this but i agree with russell
1: (laughs) me too hey and maybe the one who knows is his old girlfriend who is now going
6: with one of the other gang members now that's a genius idea good job millie thanks (laughs) all of this is great guys we'll probably tweak it here and there but i think we have a solid kernel of a really good story what do you think john
4: i agree with you and I already have some ideas for those tweaks. <laughs> I guess the man upstairs likes it too. I just had an idea for another story. A group of friends gathered to work on a letter writing campaign. Something innocent, like charitable funds raising. Suddenly, all the lights go out. When they come on a few minutes later, one of them has disappeared. Nobody got out of their seats, and any movement would have been heard by the others. That ain't a locked room mystery. That is a locked room headache.
6: <laughs> it could be. Still, I think there might be something in that idea to play with. I'll keep it in mind, Clint.
4: Oh, the power's back. Thank goodness.
1: Aw, oh, gee. Now we'll never know how the friend disappeared and why.
4: Oh, I think you will. Eventually. We'd better get to the studio post-haste. C.J. will want to start the instant all the equipment has warmed up. This time I'm with him. I have other
5: shows to do after hours. I won't get out of here until after 10 now.
0: Ah,
3: to today's adventure one and all. If you have not yet had a chance to read the script, you're in for quite a treat. The Desiree Matlin case goes, but I don't believe any man has gone before.
2: Why do I get the feeling he just tried to make a joke? and failed.
0: Because you are a lot smarter than he is.
3: The city is a lonely place. I know, I walk its streets. I'm Eddie James. Being a lonely man in that lonely city gives me a chance to see things other people miss. And that makes me a good detective. Walk with me. See for yourself. Just a couple of years ago, the whole world was at war because a jerk thought one kind of people was better than all the others. We all should have learned from that, but there are still jerks out there, insisting that the color of your skin or if you wear pants or a skirt makes you better or worse. They're the ones who belong at the bottom of the heap. People are people, period. The only time I'll judge anyone is when they do something bad. Even then, I just catch them and let the people who enforce the laws do their job. That's the big reason why when Desiree Matlin, the independent film director, asked me to provide a little security for the premiere of her movie Not Cinderella, I automatically said yes. She needed my services, I was available. Simple as that. Well, that and she was an old friend should have been a simple job, anyway. It wasn't simple, at all.
1: Thanks again for doing this, Eddie, and for bringing your friends to help. Oh, it seems so silly to have a security detail at such a small event, but I just can't help- But
3: them. you wanted to make sure your guests were safe from narrow-minded idiots, I get it. The Lieutenant and Sergeant Feely were happy to help for the same reason, Susie too.
1: Well, I kind of understand people objecting to the movie, the idea of a single mother raising a child on her own is unfathomable to most people. They've been taught for centuries that families must have a father figure. The woman in my film is widowed, but that doesn't seem to matter to the protesters. It's that she chooses to stay single that's the issue.
3: Some people don't believe that could really happen, so they don't want to see it in their movies, but it does happen and that's okay. I think it's great that you risked portraying reality. You did it well, you should be proud.
1: Thanks, Eddie. You've always been a great friend. <laughs> you even let me put you in a togo for my final project in film class. You remember that?
3: <clears throat> yeah, uh, do me a favor and keep that to yourself. Especially when Susie and Wayne are nearby. Hey, never
4: let me live it down.
1: But you'd be depriving them of your amazing acting debut. And those amazing knees.
4: No, oh, brother. Dez, I brought you some champagne. Oh, oh. you're not alone.
1: Oh, I'm not likely to be alone in a building full of friends, silly. Jim, this is my very dear friend, Eddie James. Eddie, Jim Grant, one of the best cinematographers in town.
4: Oh, the Seamus you hire for security detail. I wish you didn't have to be here. Well,
3: I wish I didn't have to protect Dez over something like this either. As for being here,
4: I would be anyway. Friends support friends. Yeah, friends do friends, and friends who are more than friends.
5: Hello, Jim, Desiree, and friend of Desiree. I'm Alan
1: Smith. Alan is the accountant for my production company, Pyre Pictures, and the man about to join us is Vern Feldman, producer of Not Cinderella. Gang, this is my friend, Eddie.
0: Uh, True pleasure, sir. Desiree has spoken highly of you. Thank you for taking on guard duties.
5: Yes, thank you very much. The fewer the costs, the better. Uh, if you'd excuse me, Donna's holding a seat for me. I think she's actually holding a whole row for all of us.
4: Oh, that's nice of her. I was about to ask Des if she'd like to sit with me, though.
1: Oh, Jim, thanks, but I have a particular place I like to sit, which has already been reserved for me.
4: Well, maybe I could sit next to you?
1: Well, the other seat's reserved for Eddie. We'll sit together at the after-party, okay? I'm not much company during a screening anyway.
4: Um, sure. Anything you say does. guess I'm with you, Alan. Let's go. Enjoy the film, Eddie. Nice
0: guys.
1: They sure are. They've stuck with me and my crazy dreams no matter what. Not Cinderella wouldn't exist without them. Donna, the one holding their seats, is the other member of Pyre Pictures. She's a great screenwriter. We've collaborated on a few projects, and I hope we do a ton more. You know, you wouldn't be getting that seat next to me, either, if Beth was in town.
3: Beth? Oh, oh, right, your roommate.
1: She's more than a roommate now. She's become a very close friend. I can't wait for you two to meet. I think you'll love her, too. Speaking of close friends, I like Susie. I can tell she's good for you.
3: Oh, she's a great assistant.
1: Oh, Eddie, she's more than that, and you can't fool me. Maybe it's only platonic, but she's definitely more than just an employee.
3: It's definitely platonic, but yeah, I'd say she's more than just an employee. Now, hush, she's on her way over here.
2: I just did a patrol of the outside perimeter. There's a small group of protesters across the street, but they're serene enough. Why are you blushing, Eddie? I'm I'm not. It, it, yeah, It's hot in here. If you say so. Hi, everyone. The guests have all checked
4: in. They're taking advantage of the free champagne. Uh, Lieutenant Hadley closed the doors, and he's standing guard.
1: Well, thank you, Sergeant Feely. Guess we should get this dog and pony show started. Good evening, everyone. I can't thank you enough for coming. I'm no suffragette, but I do believe that women have just as much value as men and should be given the chance to prove that. That's why I made this film. For those of you who are perhaps a little old-fashioned... I hope not Cinderella gives you a new perspective. Please move into the auditorium and we'll get the movie started. Eddie, come join me once you've secured the theater. I'll be in the third seat from the aisle, third row from the back. That's always been my lucky seat. Yours is the second seat from the aisle. You've always been my lucky charm. That's why I want you to sit next to me.
3: Oh, you don't need luck, but I'll be there. What a woman. I admire her bravery. Do you uh, agree with her? Well,
5: yeah. There are some things I don't think women should do, like be admitted into the force, but they should be given respect.
2: Oh? You don't think women should be police officers, huh? Is it maybe because we're not smart enough, not strong enough to handle tough crooks, maybe?
5: I just think uh, in tough situations, a woman wouldn't have the quick reactions a man would. They couldn't bring themselves to take down
3: a suspect. You you do remember who you're talking to, don't you? Oh. Uh, well, of course. There there are exceptions.
2: And those exceptions should be given the chance to exercise their skills. They've proven over and over to be at least as good as any man, if not better.
4: I know I'd rather have Susie as a partner than some of the guys who come out of the academy lately. Too many of them aren't even fit to be security guards. Susie would have my back, guaranteed. Uh, I'm
5: not going to say another word at the risk of putting my other foot in my mouth.
2: I suggest you go in and watch the movie. Maybe you'll learn something.
5: I think I better take that suggestion. Anybody else coming?
2: I'll stay out here and keep an
4: eye on things.
2: I'll stay with you. I've already seen the movie, and you shouldn't have to uh, sit outside here all by yourself.
3: I've seen it too, but I won't mind seeing it again. Go on in, Wayne. Uh. I'll be in shortly. Okay. Uh, Susie, um, for the
2: record, uh,
3: Wayne and I don't agree on everything.
2: I know, and I'm not really mad at him. He just needs to see that what he was taught growing up wasn't all correct. Him and the rest of the world. I'll never get the respect I should from everyone. I just hope that people like Desiree can open a few eyes and that those eyes open others. In the meantime, I'll do what I do best and not care what other people think.
3: And that
4: makes you even braver than Dez. Oh, yeah, speaking of Miss Matlin, Susie told me you and she are old friends. Oh, yeah,
3: we sure are. We go all the way back to the beginning, really. Her family lived next to mine. We used to hunt for bugs when we were toddlers. She moved away when she was about, uh, 13 we lost touch for a while, then reconnected in college. We've met for dinner a couple of times since then, but it had been more than a couple of years between the last of those and when she walked into the office. Oh, hey, speaking of Des, I should get in there. You two sure you're okay out here?
2: Uh, sure, I'm sure. I may be only a woman, but I think I can handle a little security guard duty.
3: Susie... Sorry, Dez. I just wanted to make sure everything was okay out there. Where are we at in the movie? Dez? Desiree? Desiree? No. No. Hey! Stop the movie! Got the house lights on now! And somebody call for an ambulance! What's wrong, Eddie? Someone stabbed Desiree in the chest. Wayne, I... I can't find a pulse. She's gone,
5: Eddie. I'm so sorry. I'll get the crew out here, and I'll send Susie and Feely in. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Listen up, everyone. You need to stay in your seats. A murder has been committed. The police are already on the scene, and they will be questioning all of you. If you're the one who did it, know this. I will catch you, and when I do, you're gonna wish you were never been born! Desiree Matlin, pioneer filmmaker and childhood friend, was dead. I didn't kill her, but it was my fault. She had hired me to keep that very thing from happening. I, I should have stayed with her. I should have sensed there was a killer in the crowd. Those were the thoughts I had in the first minutes after I found her. Then Susie ran in and brought me back to Earth. There was no way we could have predicted this, she told me. We checked every inch of the theater before the patrons were allowed in to make sure no one was hiding. All the guests were hand-picked by Dez and required to show both the invitation and identification of the door. The Emergency exits were locked on the outside theater staff, with the exception of the projectionist, were all in the lobby when the film started, and the projectionist wouldn't have been able to leave his booth unnoticed, as the only door to it was in the lobby. That meant the murderer was someone Des knew. Desiree Matlin was, was one of the nicest people ever. She never had an issue with anyone, so... Who had an issue with her? I was gonna find out if it was the last thing I did. Wayne got it. He probably should have told me it was police business to keep out, but he didn't. He just told me to be careful and report everything I found. My first stop the next morning after picking Susie up was Desiree's production office. I questioned Vern, Alan, and Jim the night before, but I got the feeling they knew more than they offered. So I arranged a meeting. Uh, Mr. James and
0: uh, Miss Beck, wasn't it? Uh, please, come in.
2: Wow, there isn't much to a production office, is there? Just a bunch of old desks, some file cabinets, and a couple of movie posters on a wall. And an old bungalow. Uh,
0: Pyre Pictures is not a very big production company. Uh, not yet, anyway. Not Cinderella is only our second film. Oh, uh, Miss Beck, this is Donna Poindexter. I I don't think you met last night. Donna co-wrote Not Cinderella with, with Desiree. Desiree.
6: Charmed. Not Cinderella is not only our second film, Vern. It's also going to be our last. Because now it's just a bust.
5: No, no. Have faith. I still think it'll be a rousing
4: success. I hope so. If just for Des. She really deserved it. Uh, Mr.
0: James, you should know that we are all partners in Pyre. I I, I don't think we mentioned that last night.
5: Which means we're as anxious to find Dez's murderer as you two are. And we'll help in any way we can. I already miss her sweet spirit.
6: So do I. Miss Beck, are you Mr. James's secretary? (laughs) Uh, No, I'm his
2: assistant. I couldn't do shorthand with a guide. Pretty good with research and firearms, though.
6: Good. I like the idea of a female flatfoot. Might have to put that in a script sometime.
3: Do that. In the meantime, answer a few questions for me, all of you. Did any of you have a beef with Dez? I'll find out the truth,
4: so just tell it to me straight. No. We all got along fine with Dez. Everybody got along with Dez. And Dez loved everyone, even when they didn't deserve her. Somebody didn't love her. That's
3: why she's dead. I need answers. Now, one of you has to know something!
2: Hey, 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 Eddie. Easy. Let's try honey first, okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
3: Maybe you should take over.
2: Sure. Eddie's right. Desiree was stabbed in the screening of her movie. The only people in that theater were her friends. That makes it a crime of passion, or maybe money. Think hard about that, about who might have one of those motives, or any motive at all. Speaking of money, is Pyre in the red or in the black?
5: Well, to be completely honest, uh, we're kind of hovering on the break-even line. If not Cinderella does well, then we'll be back in the black. Right now, I'm afraid we're facing the red side.
0: That being said, we have several irons in the fire, any one of which could be our our breakthrough film.
6: And that being said, if we don't get a distribution deal for Not Cinderella, that fire is going to be quenched and quick. Donna! I'm just saying it like it is, Jim. Another bit of honesty, it's not a career-breaker for me if Pyre dies. Quite a few of my scripts have been optioned, and two are in production with other companies. I took a piece of Pyre because I believed in Desiree. I still do.
3: How about the rest of you? Will the success of Pyre make or break you? No.
4: I'm about to start work on a film for Peerless Studio. A suspense flick. I have other films coming up after that.
5: My main business is taxes. I only come in occasionally when the bills need to be paid or reports created. Numbers are my life. Pyre is my passion.
0: I was a very successful lawyer until I retired a few years ago. Pyre has been kind of a hobby for me. I am more involved than the others, but not by much. Desiree is... was... really the driving force. So so as you can see, none of us had a motive to kill her. We all needed... wanted her alive.
3: Did any of you know her well enough to know... Who might have a motive, say a
4: boyfriend, ex-husband. Des had no lovers of any kind. Filmmaking was her love. We all loved her because of that and other reasons, and some of us even more than others. You make it sound
2: like you four were the only ones who cared about her. You weren't! Eddie, Eddie! I think that's it for questions now. Which desk was hers? Maybe there's a clue in it or on it.
6: The one in the corner over there. Help yourself. Thanks.
3: Oh, thanks for rescuing me, Susie. I was about to make a big idiot out of myself.
6: Nah,
2: you're grieving. So are they, even if they aren't showing it, I can tell. The only idiot is the murderer. So, what's here?
3: A bunch of copies of the not-Cinderella scripts. Pens, pencils, a couple of notepads, address, book. There's an appointment calendar. Only goes to the end of last year, though.
2: I bet this year's is at home. She had me as the kind of person who didn't limit work to working hours or the office. She had to go home to change.
3: Good point. She wasn't. Let's go there next. Uh, Finished already? For now. I'm sure we'll be back. If any of you see anything, hear anything, or think of anything, call me immediately, no matter what time it is.
6: Count on it. We want this schmuck caught, too.
1: If you're press, go away. You know everything I know. If you're selling something, I don't want it.
3: Neither one. It's Eddie James, Beth.
1: Eddie James, the old pal and brilliant detective who was supposed to protect Miss Desiree Matlin, and failed miserably. What do you want?
2: I'll answer that. To catch Desiree's killer. The killer no one could have foreseen because it was personal. You seem pretty sour. Did you do it? No! I never could
1: have hurt a hair on her head, and I I never would have wanted to, no matter what. You really think it was personal?
3: I know it was. Only people she knew were in that theater. You weren't one of them, though. Why?
1: You'd better come in. There might be press lurking. They were here earlier. For Dez, I'll be polite. Have a seat. I'll even get you a beverage. Would you like tea or water?
2: No, thanks. None for me, either.
1: Suit yourself. It's funny, Eddie James. I've known Dez for almost five years. She talked about you, sometimes a lot. Yet we didn't meet until right now. Why is that?
3: Busy lives... I guess. Des and I had been out of touch until recently. I didn't even know where she was, to be honest. She came and found me. I think it's funny that you weren't at the screening last night, one of the most important nights of her life. Care to explain that?
1: No, but I will. I was out of town. I'm in the film business, too. Makeup. I was working on a shoot in New Mexico. We were scheduled to be done the day before yesterday, but, well... Nothing ever happens the way it's supposed to. And we didn't wrap until about five last night. There weren't any flights, so a bunch of us hired a car and drove back. I got to L.A. and... What the worst news of my life at about six this morning. I hated to miss last night, but there wasn't anything I could do about it. Now I really hate that I missed last night. <sighs> Have you gotten any leads yet?
3: No. Thought I'd see if there was anything here. Mind if I take a look at a room?
1: Yes, I mind very much. Nobody should be poking into Dez's private stuff, not even you.
2: She'd hate it. We appreciate your loyalty, but we're going to have to go in there. That's the most likely place to find a clue.
1: Yeah? Well, what's your story anyway? Why
2: are you tagging along with the great Flatfoot? I'm his assistant. That means I help him find clues... Or I keep him from pummeling people with attitude, especially the ones who want the same thing he wants to solve the case. Sometimes he has to hold me back, like when those people with attitude are really dumb.
1: (laughs) I think I like you. I think I like both of you. Desiree really liked you, Eddie. I could even use the word adore.
3: Thanks. I felt the same about her. Can we see her room now?
1: Yeah. I still mind, but I want her killer caught. She has two rooms, her bedroom and her office. This way. Bedroom isn't here. The office is the next door down. What are you looking for? Maybe I can speed this up.
3: Specifically? I won't know until I see it. Did she have any trouble with anyone lately? Break up with a boyfriend? Maybe had a... Bad business deal.
1: Definitely no on the boyfriends. She hasn't had one as long as I've known her. Not Cinderella had the potential to be a bad deal, but everyone I talked to had high hopes for it. As a matter of fact, I think Des and Donna were already working on another screenplay in the same kind of vein because of bad hope.
2: What exactly was your relationship with Desiree?
1: We are... were... uh, friends. Close ones. We actually own this house together. Buying one house was cheaper than renting two flats, and even though we both travel a lot, we've almost always been on different schedules, so one of us is almost always home. Was.
3: Not finding anything here. Let's, let's check the office. Darn it, the desk is locked. I know Des like I think I do. I know where the key is.
1: You do know her well. I thought I was the only person who knew she hid it in her typewriter. She told me that, by the way. I didn't look
2: for it. Why did she lock it if she told you where the key was?
1: Just in case we got robbed. She keeps all of her script drafts in there. She'd rather lose a diamond ring than a draft. The scripts are in the bottom left drawer.
3: You know, I think I need that cup of tea you were offering now, or even a glass of water, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Not as much as I mind you doing this. Back in a minute.
2: You did that to get rid of her. Why?
3: Because I found something I'm not sure Des wanted her to see. It was in the false bottom of one of the drawers, between the pages of a
2: screenplay. A piece of parchment with a line of poetry. Oh, how much more doth beauty beauteous seem by that sweet ornament which truth doth give. Shakespeare's 54th sonnet, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Well, well. A new side to you. I would never have taken you for the romantic type.
2: Even I have my moments. The sonnet knowledge comes from a college course, though. (laughs) You're a woman of
3: many facets. There's a pressed pansy with the parchment.
2: Pansies represent forbidden love, among other things. Something else I learned in school. Mm, The parchment is dated just a week ago. So much for being romance-free. I wonder what else Beth doesn't know. Or does she know and just isn't talking? And if it's a second, what else does she know?
3: Good questions. and Tricky questions that are going to take some thought before we ask them. We should take these with us just in case. Slip them into your purse. Now, where is her appointment count? Ah, here. Uh-huh. Huh. Nothing abnormal. Wait a minute. Look at this entry for today. She was supposed to have a meeting with Donna Poindexter, and she's written not happy next to it.
1: Here's your water, Mr. Hotshot Seamus. Find anything?
3: Maybe. What do you know about her writing partner, Donna?
1: That she gets more credit than she should. Des wrote, not Cinderella. The only reason Donna's name is on it, too, is that she put money into pyre Pictures, and she came up with the name for the main character. Des wanted to name her Ethel. Oh, even I knew that wouldn't wash. As a person, oh, she's okay, I guess. She actually didn't want the writing credit. Des insisted. There might be a little hero worship going on. Then again, everyone worshiped Des. I don't get this. I don't get it at all. Yeah,
3: neither do I. Someone had a beef. We figure out what that beef is, we'll figure out who. Do us both a favor. Think about it, long and hard. Maybe something that seemed minor is the key.
1: I will. So, did you find anything useful?
3: There were a couple of possible clues. We're going to work on them. Here's my card. Call me anytime.
1: Keep the card. Des has one on her nightstand. I'd rather use that one. And yes, I will use it, promise. Now, get out of here, would you? I need to break down and I don't want you to see that.
3: That Beth Connolly, She's about as friendly as a cactus. Still, I could see how she and Desiree could have been friends. Des needed someone in her life to tell her like it was. Beth needed someone to clip a few of her needles. Bottom line, I liked her. She couldn't have killed Dez, even if she had been sitting next to her with a knife in her hand. So, that took Beth off the list. Still had a lot of people left on it, though, and in my opinion, Dez's partners were on the top of that list. Susie went back to the office to research their backgrounds. While she did that, I decided to head back to Pyre to take another look at Dez's desk and ask a few more questions in the hope someone tripped up. Donna was the only one around when I got there. That was okay. She was the one I wanted to talk to.
6: Back already, huh? Don't tell me. Let me guess. You got absolutely nowhere with Beth the Badger.
3: Uh, I got as far as I could. She was out of town until this morning. That's why she wasn't there last night. I wouldn't call her a badger, though. More like uh, an armadillo. Lots of armor.
6: I stand corrected. Vern's on his way here, by the way. He said he thought of something, something about last night he wanted to ask me about. He can ask you, too. So what brings you back here?
3: The hope that a second look around would discover a vital clue as to who did this, and why.
6: I've searched this place top to bottom, and I haven't found a thing. Maybe it takes a professional.
3: Maybe. Or maybe you're really good and there just isn't anything to find. I'll look anyway. One other thing, I found her appointment book. She was supposed to have a meeting with you today. She wrote, not happy, next to it. Any idea why?
6: Not happy. No, she wasn't upset with me about anything. Wait, was the note off to one side, maybe with quotes around it or underlined?
3: Underlined?
6: Got it. It was the working title for the script we're working on. Here, I'll show you. Oh. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Reality just hit. The reality that I'm never going to finish this script because one of the best friends I've ever had is gone and she's never coming back. I don't know what I'm going to do without her.
3: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Even though we didn't talk often, I knew she'd always be there if I needed her and vice versa. And I failed her.
6: No, you didn't. Whoever killed her did. There's no way you, or me, or anyone, could have predicted her murder. Things like that just don't happen to girls like Dez.
3: Hey, easy now.
6: Hold me, Eddie. Yeah. That's nice, Mr. James. You've got the big, strong arms they always talk about in love songs. I could get used to having those arms around me.
3: And you have the soft lips I wouldn't mind meeting more than once. Right now, though, I've got to concentrate on the case.
6: I know. And I want you to. I'll still be here when it's over. Don't forget that.
3: I won't.
0: Oh, oh, excuse me i uh, I didn't know anyone was in here i just...
6: there's nothing to know. Vern. I started thinking about Des and I got overwhelmed. Eddie was just comforting me
0: i understand i've I've had my moments of sorrow myself.
3: Donna said you remembered something about last night you wanted to ask her about what was it? Oh,, it wasn't about Desiree and not about
0: the incident anyway. I just wondered who collected her personal items. She had a meeting with Amalgamated Pictures just before the screening. She didn't have a chance to tell me how the meeting went. I was hoping she had taken a business card so I could call the person she met with. As I said before, I'm very committed to getting Not Cinderella
3: Distributed for Des. She didn't say anything to you about that meeting, did she, Donna?
6: No, sorry.
3: I checked her calendar and there weren't any names in it, just a number. Well, that I have... Oh, uh, well, I'll just have to call and see if someone can point me in the right direction. The lieutenant working on the case is a friend of mine. I can ask him to look for the card for you. Oh, would you? That would be helpful. Thank you. I guess it's
0: all we can do for now. Well, I'll head home and await your call.
3: I'll run over to the station now and ask about that card. Will you be okay on your own, Donna?
6: Not in here, I won't. So I'll leave too. I didn't really have anything to do here anyway. I just needed to.
3: I know. I know. Here's my card. Call me if you uh, need to again. Let's go. Where did you park, Donna?
6: Right here. I got lucky. You?
3: Across the street. Not a big deal. It's, it's just a side street. I am across the street as well.
0: Uh, goodbye, Donna. Please. Feel free to call me if you need anything, and and
6: keep working on that
0: script.
6: I will. Eventually. Careful crossing the street, boys. There's a car coming. Bye, Eddie. Later.
5: Unlucky duck, Eddie James. How did you not get hit by that car?
3: Miss Poindexter said it aimed for you. Vern's a fast walker. That's the only reason. Is he going to be okay? It looks like it. He suffered a broken leg and a bump on the head,
5: a couple of scrapes, but that's about it.
3: Has he said anything? No, they're
5: still working on
3: his leg. Did you see who was driving? Couldn't even tell you what kind of car it was. It just happened too fast. What I do know is that whoever it was, was lying in wait for me to come out.
5: And if they were waiting there, they must be connected to the murder. You have enemies, but they wouldn't have known to look for you there. Agreed. Any idea who? Nah, not
3: yet. We have people to rule out now, though. Donna, Vern, and Beth.
2: Eddie! I came as quick as I could. Are you okay?
3: I am. Fern is, too, thanks to people being in the right place at the right time. He got a broken leg. I just got a few bruises. Bruises? Bruises. Wait a minute.
2: You just figured out who did it.
3: I did. What else gets bruised? An ego or a heart, especially if it's unrequited love. Jim Grant was in love with Dez. He had to have been. He asked Dez to sit with him last night, and she turned him down. He looked too hurt and angry for it to be just a friendly invitation. So he killed her? Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose? Not much makes sense in the case of an obsession. He was jealous of my friendship with her, so he went after me next. He's not done. I just realized his revenge has another target.
5: Beth! I think you're right. We better get to her first. Where
3: to? 1233 North Sycamore. It had to be Jim. It wasn't just the rejection, it was also something he said that morning, combined with the poetry hidden in Dez's desk. Dez wasn't interested in him because she was in love with someone else. She must have refused him and told him why. He may not have believed her and hung on to the hope that she could change her mind. When he was rejected again in favor of me, he snapped. All I needed was proof. My car was still at Pyre, so Susie drove. Wayne hung back to call for backup. We're gonna need it. Beth must be home. There are lights on. Lights on and two silhouettes on the shade. Run!
4: Eddie James. I was afraid I missed you this afternoon. Uh Uh-uh. Don't move a muscle, either of you. I've got a gun instead of a knife this time. Beth, are you okay?
1: I'm alive, but not comfortable. He's been using the gun butt on my head to get me to give him the key to Dez's room. Hasn't worked yet. Oh, you brought the cavalry, I hope?
2: We are the cavalry.
1: I was afraid you were going to say that.
4: Shut up! All of you. I don't care if the National Guard shows up. You three are going to die. Why? you know why
3: tell me anyway i bet susie and beth don't know beth knows this is all her fault
1: no beth doesn't know beth doesn't get any of this why did you kill desiree i thought you liked her people don't kill people they like
4: i didn't like desiree i loved her loved her with all of my heart and soul She was kind, she was brilliant, she was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. But she didn't love me. She couldn't love me. She told me because she loved someone else. I decided that if I couldn't have her, no one could. I hated to do it, I really did. But she wouldn't accept me no matter how hard I begged. She loved you, Eddie James. She told me so. Yeah, as a friend. We were never more than friends. That's what she said, but I didn't believe her. How could I believe her about that or or anything? How could she want someone over me? The
1: Seamus is right. Dez thought of Eddie like a brother.
4: She told me she loved you, too. Are you trying to tell me you were like her sister? Don't
2: try to lie to me. I know the real story. If you do know the real story, then you should have let her alone. When you love someone, you respect them. You don't try to force your way into their life. Now, because of your selfishness, she's gone. She can't love anyone, and she can't finish the important work she started.
4: I know. I know! It's your fault, all of you! If you weren't here, and you won't be, I have to carry on Desiree's work, and I can't do that if I get caught. So you're all gonna join Des, you first Eddie. I hate you most of all.
5: Hold it right there. You're surrounded, Mr. Grant. Drop the gun. You're under arrest. Forget it.
4: Not until I drop the detective.
5: Goodbye, Eddie James. No! Get him, boys. Eddie, you okay? Oh,
2: yeah. I'm fine. Thanks to Susie. Not me. Beth, that was one heck of a chump, especially with a pistol-whip noggin. Olympic gold medal worthy. Me? I bet you broke speed and distance records with that lunge.
5: (laughs) Eddie, you are one lucky guy. Having two women risking their lives for you.
3: How did you manage that? I refuse to answer that. I'm just very thankful I am. Jim was in love with Desiree.
0: How did we miss that?
5: He hit it well so well that it didn't occur to me as odd when he got up at the beginning of the film. If
0: I'd remembered
5: that, he would have been caught sooner, and you wouldn't have gotten hurt, Vern.
0: No, forget it, Alan. He fooled us all, and we were so focused on the film, we probably wouldn't have caught it anyway.
6: We were busy, and we will be again. That rep Desmet at amalgamated, he called. They want to distribute, not Cinderella. And... They want me to write a screenplay about Dez.
0: Oh, that's wonderful news. As soon as I'm released, I'll start working on the legal papers and the press releases.
6: Beth, would you be willing to help me with the biography? I'd love to get your side of Dez.
1: Sure. You may end up regretting that invitation, though. I'm not easy to deal
6: with. That's okay. Neither am I. We'll get along great. I'd like to pick your brain, too, Eddie. Maybe over drinks or even dinner. I owe
3: you that. Nah, you don't owe me a thing. If anything, I owe you. I'd be happy to let you pick my brain. Eddie, did you
2: just... Uh, Hush
3: up, Susie.
0: This time, we just let him be. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Case Files of Eddie James. Brought to you by Bizzo Soap. The versatile soap that can't be beat for dishes, gets your white laundry sparkling white, and yet is gentle enough for washing your hands and face. One soap for so many uses, which saves the savvy housewife time and money. Bizzo soap for the bizzo busy woman. Tonight's cast included Lauren Baumbauer, Val Coons, Max Levine, Mike Luce, Richard Tatum, Rachel Wasserman, and Keith Wright. Story by Val Coons. Sound patterns by Val Coons. This has been a Q Footsteps production. da
2: da 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 Nalamsha!
3: Nalamsha. Wait, I'm going to say that again. Nalamsha. Nah, I think I got... Nalamsha. Nah, one more. One more. Nalamsha
0: the end and they all died real quick in a truck accident very sad
1: (laughs) awesome
3: excuse me no boy okay let's just try that again without the big gas bubble shall i i'm fine everything is fine my mouth is on vacation i'm still here just staying quiet